Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, and thanks for downloading the Sun Ranto Show. I've got exciting news for you. Uh, we are doing a partnership with the Locker Room app. Locker Room is kind of like Clubhouse, and it's an audio-only sports talk platform. Uh, you can download it at the App Store. It's only available for iOS right now, but they're working on an Android version. And every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central uh, for the rest of the year, uh, we'll be doing kind of a roundtable discussion with uh, you. So it's going to be me and Crawley and maybe Lyle will pop in and Michael Cotton and, and all of our friends that uh, want to come out and discuss whatever you want. You can find us on the Locker Room app. So go uh, check check out the App Store for that. It's free to download, and you can sign up and follow me at Sunranto Show, and uh, you'll see my little face there. It says Danny Rocket and everything, and then uh, Crawley's going to make one, and Michael's going to make one. We're all going to go in there, and um, we're going to have a discussion about the Cubs and whatever else we want to talk about. So let's get this going for Locker Room and download the app. The Sunranto Show is also brought to you by Bet Online. Now, it's that time of year again, as you well know, that it's the start of Major League Baseball season, and everybody's looking at what basketball is doing now because the NBA is heating up. Uh, BetOnline.ag has all the betting action. Uh, in the NBA, the conference races are heating up as teams prepare to make their run for the playoffs. And if baseball is your first love, and I know it is, Bet Online has you covered. If you love hockey, golf, MMA, and championship boxing, Bet Online has it all. Every sport, every game, every matchup. Bet Online has you covered for all the odds and real time updates and is the place to be for all your sports betting needs. Bet Online is the fastest, easiest way to place and check in on all of your favorite sports bets all the time. Head to the website or use your mobile device and bring home the game with Bet Online. Now, here's the show. Kobe Blue Blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Kobe Sorrento. With Michael. Sorrento. And Crawley. Sorrento and the lovable loser. Sorrento. With Michael. Sorrento. And Crawley. Sorrento and the lovable losers. Sorrento. Sorrento. Oh, that was uh, that was very exciting, Michael. You sound wonderful uh, for a Wednesday, and I, I've got to say. Uh, I've got great news for everybody. Crawley, Michael, I, 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 I broke some bad news earlier this morning, and it was horrible news. And I've got great news now, though, and it's that pink hat guy is alive! 
He's alive! He lives! He lives! He lives. All right, so I got to explain. He's the new him. Messiah! <laughs> three days and he's back! More like three hours. Yeah, well, that would be something if we could kind of turn Pick Hat Guy into a religion where we worshipped him and, uh, and made a lot of money. But, uh, no, I, I mistakenly earlier today, in a typical, like, uh, and I'll admit my mistakes, just so you know I'm an honest person. I'll admit my mistake. I, I read one. <laughs> this is how misinformation gets out there. Uh, one one Facebook post said uh, Jim uh, Altsinger. I'm going to screw up his name. It's a pink hat guy. Yeah. I read that Jim uh, died, and and I'm like, oh, no. So I post right away, and then I go to work, and I'm just like, oh, pink hat guy's dead, which is not to be unexpected. It's a pandemic. He's old. These things happen. <laughs> and then you read the rest of the story, died Easter eggs on Sunday. Yeah, exactly. It was a different die. It was just misspelled, and I had no idea. So, uh, no, but uh, he's alive. And so I unfortunately found that out the hard way after I tweeted it out and wore this stupid outfit to the bleachers with a green shirt and a pink. Carlos, Carlos Linares says, who the fuck would come out with that news? I agree. I agree. Totally mistaken. I'm a dumbass. He's alive. Uh, no, I, th- I think he's asking, where did you get your scoop? Facebook, where all fake news comes from. Like that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm sitting, I'm sitting at work, and I get this, I get this text: "Is Pink Hat Guy dead?" I'm like, no, Pink Hat Guy's not dead. He's like, Andy Rogan just killed him. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Who was it from? No, Danny texted me. Oh, from Danny. I, I thought I, I from don't. somebody just so like your no. your dad or somebody like, was like, like, like that guy dead. Instead of asking us before breaking the news, you just broke it. And then, <laughs> uh, I, I think, well, I figured I thought I was late on it. Is is what I thought, but uh, PJ anyway, guy more alive than the Cubs offense. <laughs> correct. Thank you, Parallel Door One Thirty Three. You are absolutely correct. The cat <laughs> guy is way more alive than the Cubs offense, who can't seem to score any runs uh, or get any hits, or um, you know, or be good. So, uh, hi, I'm Danny Rocket. I'm here uh, with Crawley, the Cub, Crawley's Cubs, and uh, Cub X Three, uh, Michael Cotton. Down there in in Iowa, which uh, is way less. uh, Well, you're way further away. I'm so much closer than I used to be. And yet I still never see you. Yeah, well, (laughs) that's kind of how I mean, you get I mean, how pandemics work. No, but if you were 100 feet away from me right now, you still wouldn't see me. It wouldn't matter if you were in Iowa or Colorado or 100 feet away. You couldn't see me unless there uh, weren't walls in the way. But well, thanks for downloading the show. (laughs) Danny and, just explained walls. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> hey, somebody had to. Um, so welcome to the Sun Rancher show. Uh, I'm, I'm going to bring in a guest right away. And I'm, gonna, I'm just bringing, in, bringing him in to gloat about the Brewers series win. Uh, you know him. You hate him. It's Eric Wheelow, our, our Brewers fan friend. I got to... I swear to God that... Is from some like lumber company use that as their like ad song or some shit. I don't know. I can't remember. Some commercial is all I ever think of when I hear that. It, it does sound like a commercial. So Eric, so you yeah, t- does it does, does it feel like you got hit by a truck that carries lumber? Is that uh, is that how you guys are feeling right now? Cubs got no lumber. Cubs got no lumber, lumber at all. Yeah, one team had lumber. 
and Red pitching and the other Red pitching. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God! So how are you a, feeling? How are you feeling about your team? We're, we're going to let you gloat for five seconds, and then we're going to yell at you, great. and we're going to kick you, you off know, the show. I felt great coming into this series. I called for the sweep, and I'll tell you what: we won two or three on the road with a number four starter, number five starter, and then our ace going at it. I will take that every day of the week. This is one less series that we have to win in September against you against the Cubbies. Uh, great start to the season on the road against you guys, and I can't. Wait till we face you again next week and do the same thing all over again. I mean, is everybody frozen? Did Danny no. freeze? Oh, oh sorry. Danny is. Oh, yeah. and Crawley is. And Crawley. No, Wilo. no great. I'm just, it's just, I'm just depressed. Oh, Crawley moves. The Crawley moves. <laughs> I mean, what? Where? Where is the offense in on this Cubs team? That's all I want to know because the Brewers offensively could not have played worse, and you know. This is a pretty bad series and a bad showing by the Brewers and what I expect them to be this year. But to go two runs and zero runs and then sit here and go, we need to get Javi back. We no. need to get all our guys back. I mean, is that really the direction you want to go with this team? That's no. I, hold on, hold on, hold yeah. on. Who the fuck is telling you we need to get Javi back? We need to get somebody else back. No, no, no. You're on the Listen wrong show here. Bryant. <laughs> we know what the fuck is wrong with this team. It's the three true outcomes. They all believe in this. You know, there's no other way to hit. There's one swing, one swing path or whatever, and they get eaten up with the high fastball. Well, let so. me ask you a question, though, Michael. I mean, like, we say that, but but here's the thing. All of a sudden, for some ass reason, the second shot hits a home run, all of a sudden they're working counts and working deep at bats and, and doing what they're supposed to do that they didn't do the previous seven innings against Woodruff or against Peralta. That's also kind of hard to do when a guy is commanding a fastball, a curveball, and a slider and putting it wherever he wants, and he's throwing Look, it in there for strikes. I, I, I will give, Don't take I will anything tip, away from that guy. because I will tip my hat to Brandon Woodruff, but you can't tell me Freddie Peralta was all that. Come on. Freddie I mean, he, Peralta? He was, Freddie Peralta was on that night. Like He, he was, was on. on. He, he, he had, had eight, some good eight, movement. One hit, eight Ks. If he didn't walk four guys, that's an elite outing by Freddie Peralta, and he probably goes deeper into that game. And so, here's the problem. And Crawley, I would be on your side if this wasn't like the third year in that we've been seeing this from this offense. The other thing that we're, we, you know, we, we're, you know, we're joking about it before the show, you know, oh, we beat the Pirates two out of three. Look at what the Reds offense is doing to Pirates. them. Pitching. Absolutely crushing them. We barely got through that. We barely got through that with two wins. The Reds, the Reds are going to live on that run differential alone, like <laughs> for the, the first half of the season. The, know, you're going to look at their record; it's going to be terrible. But they're going to yeah. have this like plus fifty run differential, and you're like, "What the hell is going on?" You oh. just cannot, though, in this type of situation. Yeah, you know, Peralta was on, and 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 Woodruff's a good pitcher. But what do you think you're going to face if you go into the postseason? You think you're going to face like? You know, okay. some bums. I mean, it was just, no, you got to do better. Probably. Even even in the division, yeah, we have to do better. But it's it's runs. it's game six. So let's not talk about postseason yet. Playoffs. Come on, we're not going to talk about that because this team doesn't look like they're going to get there. No, the big thing is that we've been seeing for years. They this team does not know how to make in game adjustments. Right, last year they blamed it on not having the video. They've got the video now, and yep. guess what? They're still not making in-game adjustments to the pitchers that they're facing, right? I am going to – I'm going to blow a TFC early. 
I'm going to blow a TFC. Early. <laughs> All right. If you're, you're going to blow a TFC, I'm coming back in the call then because I, I I need to see you blow something. Oh, we, we all want to watch uh, Crawley blow a TFC. This is from Rizzo is Captain. <laughs> it is the Spider-Man meme all pointing at each other. 2019, 2020, 2021. And if there was a fourth pirate, they would put – or Spider-Man, they would put 2018. But it's – yeah, I mean, we've seen this hilarious. before. The, the bats just disappear, and, and it's just not going to work. It just can't. Now, Grant, you're, today you're facing the Brewers' ace. You got Woodruff out there, and he was dealing. Like, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm going to watch another no-hitter at Wrigley Field because I was at the Cole Hamels one, and I, I felt like it really could happen. Like, the Cubs – Rizzo's been frustrated for at least 48 hours, like, he, showing it on his face, and slamming is- his bat down, slamming his helmet, like – and this is our second almost no-hitter in four games here. Corbin Burns went six innings of no-hit ball against a great Twins offense, man. And then Woodruff come out, comes out here and does the same thing. Like, Look, guys, the front of this, uh, what Peralta did to you, to go Woodruff, to go Burns, to go it's Peralta. You're number five. You're number five is carving us up. <laughs> yeah, that's Peralta, yeah. <laughs> and that, that's what I'm saying. Like, these three guys, okay, Woodruff, you could put in consideration being a true ace on a team. But we have two number twos that are right there. I mean, they're, they're, they're one A's on this team. And I'll tell you what, the Brewers' bats weren't there throughout this series. Thank God Lorenzo Kane showed up. Thank God Travis Shaw showed up. Be- besides those two guys, this team did not hit. And the pitching kept us in it. And that's what's going to keep you in it this entire year. And that's what keeps me excited about this Brewers team. And you guys didn't have the bats. And quite frankly, just from the game alone and seeing what, we, what you guys got from the bullpen and some of these stars – the pitching isn't there either, so there's a lot to figure out for the Cubs. So I don't know, guys. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I go window, so far as say the, the pitching. Is I, I don't. I don't think I'd go so far as say the pitching isn't there. You're gonna get um, that every time out, Arietta. I mean, come on, man. We didn't even face them, but what? What are you? What are you resting? No, I, no. I'm saying the, the, of all, like the problem is not in the pitching staff with the Cubs right now. You can talk shit because they are projected to not be very good. But they were not bad today. And honestly, it was kind of a Ross mistake going from Hendricks, who actually had a good game, pitching well. But you do not follow Hendricks with Mills. Mills is watered down Hendricks. Yes. And that's just that's what the Brewers wanted. It's the same look. It's the exact same look. I get it. You want you want the parody, right? But he also no hit the Brewers, and the Brewers can't hit guys like this. And and they didn't, and they couldn't hit him the other day. The problem no. was is one guy on the Brewers was hot, and that was Lorenzo Cain. And one he, but they, but and he, now they've seen him twice in two or three days, and they had Hendricks leading into him. It's not like I don't know. You want to give a different look. I agree. Like somebody from the side, you know, uh, somebody who who's who does a a, a different mix of pitches. Uh, somebody uh, with a different hand. Somebody, you know, somebody <laughs> with a fucking porn star mustache. Something yeah. else. Any, well, that, they got that with the chafing of the world. Yeah. The sheriff. <laughs> the sheriff. That's who just owned us okay. all series. Yeah, <laughs> that's I mean, what I'm saying. That's I mean, the I guy you it. bring in. Then bring Mills after him. Kimbrel is after him finally is being Kimbrel, and then the rest of it's just dog shit. So I'll take that. You guys can have one inning of him, and we'll just jump on everybody else on that team. Yeah, I mean, and, and the last time I talked to you, Eric, you and I did a show, and we did a preview, and you're so confident, and you should be. 
I mean, that's the, that's the thing that's frustrating to Cub fans is because I don't – we're just kind of like hoping that the best of all possible worlds happens for us, that the, the ball kind of bounces our way. But the Brewers actually built something that should be reliably decent. Like it's, it's, like, a, it's like buying a Porsche versus a secondhand Chevy. Is kind yeah. of how it feels right now. Well, the, the other thing, expecting this car to be decent, and the Cup fans are like, "Well, if all goes well, this car will last for five years and get me to work." <laughs> you know, like, that's where we're at. again, you know, Woodruff, it'll get your workman. You know, oh, Woodruff, oh, exactly. Exactly. Woodruff is one of the most undervalued pitchers, probably in baseball, probably top ten, top five undervalued pitchers in baseball. And Agreed. we didn't even face Corbin Burns. Like, no. this could have this could have absolutely been. Way worse if we didn't get what we got, uh, what we saw on Monday, where we had Brett Anderson, Mr. Glass, fucking it up as usual. You know what I mean? Like, so, you know, you got, we got past Mr. Glass, no problem. And then that's where you were really hoping in that middle game to take it from Freddie Peralta because you know it's going to be hard against Woodruff. You know it's not going to be easy. And like I said, it lined up for the Cubs that we didn't have to face Burns. Like, that, that was, that was where I was excited that we didn't have to do that. And now it's like, yeah. It's a back and end and the number and, ones. And you didn't even get coming out of our bullpen Williams, Evan Williams pitching well. I mean, he was pretty bad this series. I mean, he gave up that home run today that tied it up. A game before that, he gave up a run. But this is a guy that didn't pitch since the game before spring training. He wasn't really needed in that twin series. So he was a bit rusty coming into it, coming off the injury, and he's going to right himself. Even Hader, he walked two guys. He got out of it. He wasn't great today. But you know these guys are going to figure it out. And Fire Eisen was great the first game few too many Indians probably going into this game today. So he gave up a walk, but he got out of it. Boxberger, call him up. Pegs Contreras, love it. Gets us out of that base oh, yeah, loaded fuck jam. you. I need you on this show to, to confront yeah. this moment because the Brewers came into the series throwing at the Cubs. They know that they have the entire month to face the Cubs. We play half the season against the Brewers this month. And the Brewers said – Let's take them out. We're going to oh, hit Javi. We're going to hit Wilson. No, you did. You did. We don't, we, we don't did need we hit, to hit Javi. Javi doesn't do anything. There's nothing to hit. What do you well, want? Well, you hit him. Do? You hit him right in the knee. And you definitely okay. hit him. And you threw, and you threw oh, at his right head. At his head. And, oh, and, and who, who, the pitch before that leaned right into it. Did you see that on Twitter? No, nah, no. Nah, he leans you, into pitches, okay? So he gets hit. Big he deal. lost his balance Fox, momentarily. Fox got called up the day before that. He wasn't even at the game that he got beamed in the head. Come on. No, it's it was absolutely on purpose. The Milwaukee Brewers are headhunters. You're turning into pirates. Yeah, no, it's, it's happening. And and I'm not the only one. You know who else thinks so? Wilson Contreras. Because he yeah. knew that that ball was aimed at his head, and he – I mean, listen, Wheelo, all you said it makes is, sense, too. You take us out of the we, series. You got hit, hit our heads. 14 times in a 60-game last season alone. The guy no, is one of the he highest. He led the league. He led the league. He Wheelo, all you're talking about is how fucking good your pitchers are, and now you're going to tell us that they can't control they can't a aim. ball? Yeah, Boxer come on. Coming up. You're, they're either pitch. good Boxer. or they're bad. If released, they're good, then they're throwing it to fucking Cubs. Boxberger released from the Brewers, then re-signed, then sent to extended spring training, then called up for the game that he then comes in and hits Contreras. And, okay, come on, man. The guy hasn't pitched in probably about two weeks in real competition. He, he hits him. What he's was been the, hit what like what would six be out of the last 12 games he's played against what was the Brewers? The reason hit him hit. In that, what was the reason to hit him in that yeah. second game? What was the reason? Six. 
Six out of the last life. 12 games, he's gotten hit by the Brewers. Brewers. Are dicks. Yeah, because you <laughs> guys are dicks. Because he leans into it. That's why. Maybe yeah, should, with his head. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, let me yeah. just throw my head in front of this 97-mile-per-hour fastball just to prove a point. Well, that, that pitch slipped, all right? I don't know what you want from us. Yeah, I yeah. see. That, you know what? I it's, love that what, when the pitchers are amazing, and yet when they hit the guys, well, that's just an accident. So I don't know. I don't know how pitchers are that goddamn good with all that control, and then just accidentally hit five fucking guys. The way your offense is, I doubt we're trying to keep any of them out of the lineup. I, I, honestly, <laughs> so shut the fuck up. Yeah. Ima- imagine <laughs> nothing to keep out of the lineup, you fuckers. We love. Here's, here's imagine thing, who can't make this team. Yeah, Imagine Carly, how bad they are. Carly, go ahead. You've what been pisses trying to me jump off more than the Brewers head hunting. What pisses me off more about that was how much bullshit, like how much the Cubs just rolled over and took it. That's what bothered me more than anything. If you remember in 2015, the Cardinals were pulling the same shit with Rizzo, hitting Rizzo, hitting Rizzo. And man got pissed. And in, in a presser that he said, the Cardinals are always starting this shit, but we'll finish it. What did Dave, Mad- what, what, what did David Ross say? Did he ever say anything? Or when, when, when Wilson got pissed, you know, what was, uh, Cap, you know, Rizzo, put a C on him, extend him. What was he doing? He was tickling some guy on the Brewers again. Yeah. And and where's anybody standing up for your fucking team? I even remember, like, Javi seemed like he was the counselor of the whole situation. He was jumping the, in the middle. He was talking to Avi Garcia. He was calming it all down. He was talking to our catcher and, like, hey, we didn't try to do it. We didn't try to do it. And it seemed like Javi believed him because I did and everybody else in the world besides Cubs fans believed him. And Nobody that's why it agree. didn't escalate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, well, Barstool Sports fucking, they agreed with us. So, uh, well, and you well, know their opinion. Well, there, there you go. There you go. So, you so go. now we know we're right. So we are on the go. side. Of- you guys need to fix your eyes. Every ball that like gets hit to the outfield is a home run. I mean, I cannot. I, I wish <laughs> Cubs fans were not in the crowd just for that I, reason. I, I'll, I'll bring I you to Terrace Reserve. Sure. You'll see. I was, You'll see. I, was, I loved. I loved just that the last season of not having to hear that. Did you did you see Lorenzo Kane deke you guys out today? Where he looked over his head and then the ball went right to him. Well, well, uh, there were a lot of warning track shots into the it, yeah. into the wind blowing out. I might have uh, yeah, right to Lorenzo Kane. Yeah, no, when you can tell from the outfields, that's just it. Is like the problem with Wrigley Fields is that if you're under the overhang, which a lot of people are, the ball disappears. So all you see is the 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 ball get hit and it looks like it's it's got a trajectory to leave the ballpark now we can see it from the bleachers that it's too high and it's got like a certain arc or a a speed and a distance that we can tell what it is they cannot tell that from terrace reserve that is not to stick up for cub fans because it is stupid that we do that like it is fucking come on you and cubs fans are the only ones that do this this happens in every yeah, fucking ballpark. Do it in so the- loud in every it's ball. True. No, he's right. He's right. Every but- ball. I will, well, I will, part of that I is you also, can't see it from under there, but yeah, I mean, everybody's really all, all those rich people are too busy looking at their freaking hedge fund accounts of all the <laughs> fucking games going on. I will say that it's also tough because, like, Danny's always in the bleachers. So, like Danny said, like when you're in a certain spot for a certain amount of time, you know instantaneous just from all the years you've been watching it. So yeah, Danny's Dan- bleacher. Danny's a bleacher yeah. bum. I have my spot in upper left in the corner, but now like because of all the, the COVID protocols, we're all in different places. So we're like kind of like off on what we're seeing, but yeah, I grasp, you know, a lot of fans do do that, but I can Danny, just say, could you tricky. hear, could you hear the low cane ball go over your head or was that? No, I, I, I couldn't because I was on my way to get a drink 
a couple of drinks. I was buying beers for uh, Bleacher Jeff and I. Yeah. Uh, well, that, was, uh, wait, which, wait, which, which ball are you talking which about? One? I mean, you had second one. Yeah. Because <laughs> no, I mean, the first one, I was no. getting the drinks. The second one, I, I, I was there for that. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I, I watched that, and and it was to be expected. And because that happened in fucking clown ball tenth, I was uh, booing the entire time. So I actually wasn't sure what had happened uh, with that ball. I knew it was crushed, uh, and I knew it was out. But I, I already called the entire inning leg- illegitimate because <laughs> there was, should never have been a runner on second. Uh, yeah, that is such a garbage you, rule. Me you and have to agree with that. And booed, and booed and no, everybody hates it. I, well, I, I would hate it too if I didn't have flame flares in my bullpen that could get us out of it. But well, I yeah, agree you with need you. A strike out. Out. Yeah, you Your a strike flamethrowers out. were no longer in the game. They had already both been burned in the eighth and ninth. So who is coming after that? We Fire Eisen? yeah. That guy throws over nine. Yeah, and they had man. to pull him. And they had to pull him before the inning was over. And we still won the game. So in our bullshit clown ball end of the, you know, the the, the Cubs what? fake rallies forever in the tenth now because Travis Shaw. The let's talk about some bullshit. This game should have been over before that. That uh, that should have been a double over the first first base. Uh, by Travis Shaw, that would have scored two runs. Uh, Remember this? Uh, timeout, 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 Wheelow. If we're going to call bullshit, then let's call bullshit because in the ninth with Anthony Rizzo in a tie game, okay, this is a tie game, and yep. here in the year of our Lord, 2022, we're still relying on, who was it, Guccione <laughs> today? Guccione. <laughs> Just relying on old man's eyes. I got to sit there. I got to get this up here. I think we got too many images. I can't pull it up, but. It was a I, bullshit. I, I will call. just because we're trying to be very factual on the show. Twenty twenty one. The year is twenty twenty one. So this is this was uh, this was a one yeah. zero count. One so zero count. Crawley's putting up a, a shot of a ninety six mile per hour. What is that? A, the yellow is that this yellow for slider? I don't know what they're doing these days. The fastball from Hader. fastball from Hater. Uh, a good. I don't know, six inches outside the zone, not even close, but that's called a strike on Chris Bryant. And I, is I'd that like strike to, three? That's that, that went from a 1-0 count to a 1-1. Yeah. It should have been a 2-0 count. Yeah, it, the, uh, you know, these things happen because the umpires aren't robots yet. But, yeah, um, <laughs> but, it, it, but at the same time, like Chris Bryant, and, and we, I think we'll go into this after Eric leaves, uh, Chris Bryant is – straight garbage like you know what lorenzo kane did today he's the best kane, hitter on the team danny <laughs> yeah but what 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 lorenzo kane did today is what we've been expecting chris bryant to do his entire career but apparently uh kyler did not show up his baby to the crowd and uh inspire him to hit a home run so that he, he can swing him around or whatever the fuck needs to happen because you know chris bryant has not taken a good at bat all year Except for like one where he hit a home run for his son. That's my point. What but he's a team guy about? and he can play a lot of positions on defense. So he's versatile. So you can put him in the lineup at any point. And that's what they love Trade to talk all. about on the, Cubs, on the Cubs broadcast. Let me tell you about it. Jeez, I, I, I will say one thing though. I was happy to see Lorenzo Kane hit a home run wearing a mask. I love that he plays with the mask. All these fucking assholes acting like they can't walk down their street with a mask on. And Lorenzo Cain's like, I can hit balls all the way out of the ballpark. 
in a mask. So I, I think- just want Lorenzo Queen to Kane to quit again. Let's just get him to quit again. This <laughs> yeah. 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 Just fucking quit again. Yeah. Yeah. If, he, if he quits, though, then Ryan Braun's coming back for the fucking retirement <laughs> tour. So whatever. Pick no. that poison, that- baby. Pick your poison. Craw- Crawley <laughs> loves that. Crawley can boo, and then yeah. at least he'll have fun. Right. With Ryan Braun, COVID is the least of our worries. All right. Jonathan <laughs> Mole writes in, uh, this show is making me drink. Uh, me too. <laughs> well, let me uh, say, and, and can, let I, me can say we that. please, can we please stop with the who is the Cubs hitting coach? I, you can, it doesn't matter. Was it John Maley? Was it Chili Davis? Uh, I mean, we, we can keep going. Iapochi, Anthony Iapochi. It's not the fucking hitting coach. It's these guys. It's, it's who they are. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're bad at hitting. I'll tell you about who is good at hitting today, and which is going to be scary if he starts figuring it out like he did today. It's Christian Yelich, four at bats, three hits, one walk. That's a pretty oh. good day. So I didn't get a, I didn't get to see a lot of the game, uh, but I did see Yelich get up there and, a and sh- shoot one into left field, and I heard JD say that's his third hit to the opposite field today. He had three hits today, opposite yep. field. The one that I saw, the only reason it got through is because they were shifted to the other side. So I got to give a little bit of props to the guy if they're going to shift on him and he's hitting against it. Maybe don't fucking shift on the guy. He did it two times before, and apparently they still think they need to shift so that Bryant's over there all – He's over there all by himself, and Yelich hits yet a third fucking shot over there. It makes my fucking yeah. eyes bleed. I'll tell yeah. you what. Th- this looks like two years ago Christian Yelich, and this looks like two years ago Lorenzo Cain when he got him. The uh, And those two together led that team, and it got us into some great playoff spots and brought the Brewers on some great winning streaks at the end of the year. So if these two are going and Travis Shaw can be Travis Shaw, who he was three years ago, this seems going to be scary. But I will say, there's one player that we need to bench, and that's Keston here at this point. Listen to these numbers. in the six No games hits at all. Year, 0 for 19 in 19 of those bats, 10 of them have been Ks. And we have not removed him from the top four in our batting order yet. Vogelbach, every time he comes up, it seems like he's getting on base or drawing a walk. So I don't know if you let this guy hit his way out of it or you bench him, but freaking let's get Vogie in and let's just go on a run, man, because that guy's Vogue. a brewer if I've ever seen him. <laughs> is, there anyone, is there anyone more Wisconsin than Vogelbach? Though? Like, it looks like he just ate like five packages of Usinger sausages. <laughs> yeah, Usinger's, yeah. <laughs> Vogie, Ryan, Vogie. I believe he's Vogelbach of Appleton. Vogelbach <laughs> looks like a brat that's about to rip open. Like, you know, like when you just leave the brat on too long and the casing rips open? Like, every time I look at the guy, I think he's just going to rip open. His skin's just going to rip open. It's just awful. <laughs> he does oh, look God. like a man about to explode. <laughs> but um, I will. I, mean, I don't want to keep, I don't keep t- just talking about the Brewers, but. One thing I want to bring up. We don't want you to, so that's two of them. Because I got to go. I I literally got to get out of here because this is fun and all, but you guys have to have your little pity party to come up after I get off here. Um, uh, We're going to let him do that to us on our own show. (laughs) Uh, You guys did see Arcia got traded, correct? Yes. Yeah, we saw that. Yeah, so another clutch hitter, uh, but not a great hitter. He's, He's gone, so... Uh, I will say with the Brewers, that means that we're really doubling down on Urias 
and that trade that we made with San Diego and it's well, and you got a couple of pitchers. You got a couple of pitchers, right? And some flamethrowers too. And the Brewers, if they've proven anything, is we've been able to take some guys that have some elite fastball stuff with a bit of a off-speed pitch, and we figured out with these guys, and they get called up, and they become dominant. I mean, we have a track record for developing pitching, and we're proving it in our bullpen, and with Burns, and with Woodruff, and Peralta. It's coming to show in our in our starting rotation as well, which is scary. And this is what gets you where you want to go, man. So it's I like weird. Like you guys aren't like supposed to be good. You're the fucking Brewers, and you're supposed to be bad. <laughs> That's and, like- and you're like the of- autistic rich girl at a job. It's like you're just a poor person. Like, <laughs> that is exactly your absolute. How fucking dare you even work here? Like, what'd you do? Like, were you an intern? <laughs> worked your way up through hard work and effort, right. and like really like merit. You're not pretty like enough that. to have this like, job. My dad just got me this job, and like I just want it all, and I want off Fridays. Okay, so shut the fuck up, you fucking trash piece of shit. <laughs> You're absolutely right, Eric. Yeah. And so why don't you act as accordingly yeah. <laughs> like the, the poor person team you are? Oh. It's, it, it's sticking you sausages yeah. in your face uh, at your tailgate. Yeah. I, I did see uh, that tailgating is going to open back up at AmFam. Just uh, in time. Yeah. yeah, It's always Miller Park. Fuck that shit. <laughs> or Wrigley North. You can call it Wrigley North. Yeah, Wrigley North is, is the original name. But yeah, that uh, that name will never change. No, we're going to start calling it fucking AmFam Chicago, baby. Because we got your... Because <laughs> we're living inside your brains this year, bitches. If you say AmFam Chicago, they're going to think you mean they're playing the Sox. Oh, that's because true. nobody knows what the name of that field is. Yeah, most people think you're still in the AL in Chicago, no. actually. <laughs> it's weird. I'd rather play the what Sox. What interleague games anymore, huh? I'd rather play the Sox because that's a, a win that I could be proud of, actually. You know, it, it uh, took some work. Oh, <laughs> now you're going to – now you're pushing a little too far there, Weezo. Come Sorry. on. Well, we, we we got another uh, series next week, next, next starting week. next Monday in uh, Milwaukee. So that that should be it, that should be fun. And you and I are going to talk what uh, th- this weekend we said, and uh, we'll have a preview of of that series, which will probably be some of the same pitchers, but not all of the same pitchers. Um, uh, I don't know how it lines up, but I have a feeling you're going to be seeing Corbin Burns, and I'm excited to see that man. Yeah, he was great in L.A. Law. Jonathan Mull says, too bad you got to go, Eric. <laughs> but but, 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 I, but I mean, I'll, I'll say this. He might, he I don't want to rush have, you out or anything. So. I, know we, I know we're all joking that that might be sarcastic, but he might be the most entertaining person on the show because <laughs> because he's only the only positive thing. We're going to depress everybody for the next hour oh, yeah, it's just gonna about what's going on. And, and, um, but just schoolgirls with skin knees on the playground. That's what this game is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're pretty schoolgirls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, not like you, you singer sausage girls up there <laughs> yeah. doing doing your uh, your uh, Vogelbach impressions. But so, who um, do you who do you guys have in your series uh, after this? Because we have St. Louis. We got, we got the Pirates, Pirates again. Yeah. Pirates again. Jeez, we so- we just we just play the Brewers and the Pirates all of April and May, and then we won't see you again for the rest of the year until September. Yeah. Well, you should be happy. I wouldn't want to see us until September either, but you know, I mean, we're only three and three, so you know, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, we haven't played the Pirates yet, though. All all of that, and we're just the same. (laughs) (laughs) 
it's all that rigmarole, and uh, we all come out. We all come out smelling the exact same. Well, um, I, that's that's what the NL Central is going to be this year. All of us yelling at each other all season long, and at the end of the year, it's going to be fucking eighty-one and eighty-one across yeah. the board. I, I predicted it last year and this year, and I'm going to be right eventually. <laughs> Um, but, uh, Eric, you know, uh, it was, it's always fun to have you on the show, always uh, even, even though you're a Brewers fan, uh, just because, uh, you know, you, you bring the Milwaukee kind of like asshole, like to, <laughs> four, four, four beers in four beers in before breakfast kind of thing. You, you, now this is not who you are. Like you've moved to LA, you've moved on from those people. I know you. Personally, right? <laughs> I know you. I know you. You're you know, Danny's Danny's about to give us. He's one of the good ones. He's, he's one the, I, I swear he's not as bad as the rest of them. No, I'm no, calling no. my lawyer, and the show will be canceled. <laughs> <All right. laughs> oh, really? Now, now you can now you get canceled for making fun of Brewers fans. Oh, yeah, exactly. We are. I thought that was the one target we still had. You don't oh. know how I'm identifying today. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> as, as a brewer, yeah. Well, it's always fun to have you on the show just because you're funny. Actually, no. is why you know you're a funny guy. And uh, uh, do you, I wanted to, you to plug something. Do you have something to plug? I was thinking about this uh, today. In the- yeah, if you're in LA, uh, I'm hosting shows at the Hollywood Improv. We're trying to get it going again because uh, we're opening up a little bit. So Thursday through Saturday starts at seven o'clock. I'm out there getting it rolling. Um, so Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'll be there this weekend. Be a fun awesome. time. Yeah. And one thing we found out is that you're friends with Joe Kilgallen, who's been I on am. the show a bunch, and you just guys have never been together on the show, so because uh, showbiz is a small world. But yeah, so if you're in the LA area, yeah, and and Joe actually pays on his show, so you know, um, <laughs> well, you you are from Milwaukee, like something's going to change, you know, like you know, I I played Milwaukee before, like I I literally had to like punch a woman in the fucking nose to get ten dollars out of the door one that's, night. Like, that's that's yeah. called courtship in Milwaukee. So you better yeah, exactly. You, you oh, we made out all night. It was great. You know, but, uh, <laughs> that's called just going to get a brat. There we go. <laughs> exactly. You got a bunch sure? of you women to get in there. Are you, are you sure it wasn't Vogelbach? They usually look like her. So, <laughs> can we call him Vogelbrot? Vogelbrot. I like that. Yeah, why is this not a thing? See, this is why Chicagoans need to live in Milwaukee. Once Chicago gets big time, and we all move to Milwaukee because it gets too expensive here, I, I guarantee we will definitely commercialize everything you have uh, going on in Milwaukee, like calling things Vogelbrot. It's a, it's a no brainer. We would have already done that in Chicago. That's what I'm saying. Well, anyway, boys, enjoy your uh, yeah. old styles, and uh, yeah, I don't know what to say, man. I, I called the sweep. wasn't quite the sweep. Uh, Crawley was happy because uh, the one pitcher he hates in Anderson uh, shit the bed. So you get to be happy about that, I guess. I'll, I, I'll always I'll always enjoy a good Anderson bed shitting. <laughs> <laughs> That's the new new complicated. That's the new complicated T-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Joe, Joe from Obvious. Let's have him on the shirt. Uh, let's get that on his shirt real quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I always enjoy an Anderson no, bed shit. Bed shit. He just wears like one of those fucking bags to shit in when he pitches. That's it. There we go. All right. Well, uh, John, I'll have John Pickus send you send you out. Uh, see you later, Wheelo. We mostly don't hate you. And I mostly don't hate you guys, but, you know, if we had lost today, I'd probably hate you as much as you hate me. So 
No, it's a long season. You have plenty of time to change your opinion about me. So there we go. Um, I'm only going to get more annoying the more we win. Love you guys. And- oh, great. <laughs> Take care, great. Yeah. We love, we Pardon the interruption, but you're not a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash sunranto, where for as little as a dollar a month, you could skip all of these ads and be listening to the show right now. But... We have a word from our sponsor, Canaan Sunglasses. Your outdoor experiences could be better, clearly better. Canaan Sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. Using Japanese optics, Canaan's lenses are clearer, lighter, and stronger than other lenses and are nearly impossible to scratch. With frames handcrafted in Italy, Canaan sunglasses elevate your experiences outside with a degree of clarity beyond your wildest imagination. Use the exclusive code CANANCAST15 at Canaan.com and receive 15% off your first pair. That's K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-1-5. CANANCAST15. Canaan. Clearly better. The Sunranto Show is also brought to you by Bet Online. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are on pro basketball and the start of Major League Baseball. Well, BetOnline.ag has all the betting action. In the NBA, the conference races are heating up as teams prepare to make their run for the playoffs. And if baseball is your first love, Bet Online has you covered. If you love hockey, golf, MMA, and championship boxing, Bet Online has it all. Every sport, every game, every matchup. Bet Online has you covered for all the odds and real time updates and is the place to be for all your sports betting needs. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to place and check in on all of your favorite sports bets all the time. Head to the website or use your mobile device and bring home the game with betonline.ag. You know, I think that was. That song was for a uh, maybe a water park in Denver. Maybe Artie, if Artie is in the chat anywhere, tell me if I'm right about that. So, guys, let let's let's take this horrible trip down memory lane. The Cubs did win Game One, five to three, and that's where we got to see Anderson shit the bed. But Trevor Williams, uh, for his first outing as a Cub, he goes six innings. Five of them were perfect. He go he actually pitched into the seventh. But he went five perfect innings, got in some trouble in the sixth inning. But if you were kind of watching, I mean, he looked really good coming out of there. You know what I mean? I was pretty impressed with Trevor Williams. Yeah, if that's what we get out of that slot, you know, the the fourth starter. Everything was working for him. His dad said in the crowd that he had worked really hard to prepare for that start. It was very important to him. Uh Obviously, it was important to his dad because he's a big Cubs fan from way back. And to see his kid in the Cubs uniform was a big deal. And uh, he looked sharp. Like, he looked like he had a game plan. He stuck to it. And Let me play this really quick, and you can unmute yourself. But if you're looking, you know, just right here, I got some some tape of it right here. You could see just he was just locating in and out. Just the stuff was moving. I was impressed with that. And he looks like Jesus. (laughs) <laughs> Which is really important because, like, the day after Easter, like, the Brewers are up there being like, oh, my God, he was resurrected. He's up here striking us out like a freaking maniac, just, like, straight off the cross, like, throwing, uh, you know, uh, I mean, it was all working. It was junk. 
like, first of all, like we would always joke back in the NBC uh, studios and we'd be in the green room with Kaplan and David DeJesus and, 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 and we'd be joking and they'd be like, oh, man, he really got him with that pitch. I'm like, well, I shouldn't have swung. It was a ball. Like that was ball four. Like that's, that's what I'm saying here. And, and so he's throwing garbage. Like these are not strikes. Yeah. He's not like throwing it through their bats. You know what I mean? There's but a the difference. stuff has movement. It's all over the place. And Absolutely. They can't pick it up. It looks like a strike and it ends up a ball, but it's a fucking ball. That's my point is like if once they learn to not swing at that, then it's a ball. So whereas like, you know, why did Arietta have such a great season that year is because he was painting those corners, you know, just like right outside, like an inch where you couldn't hit it uh, in or out um, on, on either side of the plate. And he could locate where he wanted to. Trevor Williams stuff is a lot wilder than that. It's like what it's like Dylan Maples wet dream is what Trevor Williams gave you the other night, you know? Well, you know, it, the the thing was is that th- when we talk about the offensive struggles, like that's what I was worried about when Brett Anderson was out there because they couldn't touch him to start off either through the first okay. four innings. They've seen him too. They they've seen this guy, right? But then, well, all of a they, sudden, they had this. They had to get one time through the order, and then they kind of figured it out. They're like, oh yeah, the human wheelchair. I remember. <laughs> yeah, Mister Glass. But it was awesome to see the three home runs in one inning, and one of them was from Contreras. And then you had Baez and Bodie go back to back, but the Contreras shot was a nice blast right to center field. And and the Cub fans were jacked up and it was exciting. But the problem is is that the Cubs get out to what a four nothing lead after this inning, right? You had uh you had two yeah. the, the two run home run and then you had the back to back home run. Yep. And so and so that was going good. You're looking at that, you're happy, but then all of a sudden this is where I was kind of irritated, is that you know Trevor Williams gives up a hit in the sixth inning. The perfect game's over, whatever. And you start looking at a situation then at that point where after that jam in the sixth, you're like, oh, he had a big double play. It was a 5-4-3 double play. You get out of it. All of a sudden, he comes back out in the seventh inning. And I'm going, why, why, is, why is Ross bringing uh, Williams back out in the seventh? He kind of yeah. just barely got out of the sixth. That, yeah, that was that was a bit of a mistake. Yeah, they went a little too long. The only way I could see bringing Williams out for the seventh is if he had one out to get. You know what I mean? Like if Ross was like, I like the matchup with whoever's coming out here first, I'm going to send him out, and he's out of the game no matter what. You know what I mean? Like if he get the out, and then you're out of the game. Well, I don't Ross, think that's what Ross was doing. Ross let him go out there to keep pitching, and it was a bad idea. So yeah. Megan Montemuro, who's the new beat writer for the Cubs, uh, said, reflecting on last night, Ross said he should have pulled him out. He said he made a mistake uh, when Williams walked the first batter in the seventh. Ross talked about it with Williams today. I'm going to mess up, too. I learned from last night. So some people said, I like that. Joe Madden would never admit a mistake. Ross that's admitted true. And other people That's kind true. of like Joe Madden. Joe Madden would have said exactly what I just said. Well, we had the matchups, and we liked the matchups, yeah. and it didn't really work with that one. But I thought he was going to do the right thing with this one, and so you know, then we did this thing, and it just didn't work. And then he would have named a wine after it. <laughs> <laughs> he would have taken it like all the way, to, all the way there. Yeah. Definitely frustrating, but we got, you know, and, and again, weird. And it was a mistake. The, Every, everybody knew that except for uh, David Ross. Yeah, here, you know, that, that's the thing. It's like I, I when he, in the sixth, I thought he was, they were going to come get him. And I was yeah, like, okay, was, well, he's done. Let's go get him. 
let your bullpen work. And the bullpen's worked a lot uh, over the last two series is, which is what's frustrating about like playing the pirates so tight. Cause you know, you're like use Kimbrel in every game against the pirates. Like, like that you shouldn't need to have to do that. Like pirates is where you just kind of like step on some necks, walk on by, and then use all your fucking B guys. And you gear up for a uh, series against the, the brewers. They, they didn't do that. Everybody's all hands on deck all the time. Every game is a goddamn battle. You know, well, so, so, so Ross screws that up. He, he leaves him out there and he's got a couple base runners on. They put Jason Adam in and he gives up a three run home run to Omar Navarez. That's a four, three game. And thankfully Chafin really kind of came in into that first game. Chafin and, and Eric Sogard. When he Eric. comes in, we need to hear going through Wrigley. Bow, chicken, bow, wow. <laughs> We're going to have to call John Benedict and let him know to play some porn music when he comes in. But uh, uh, I don't know. like J- J- John, is, I don't think he's your guy for the porn music. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't I mean, think I've so. met John. Like, you know, they, I, I, don't think, I don't think he'd feel comfortable with that. He's a young so, dude. Give him, give him 10 years around Wrigleyville and we'll see. <laughs> Sogard, though, gave the Cubs an insurance from which two guys that I thought really impressed me. Hold this. Do you have video of the Sogard triple? Uh, do not. Oh God! See, that's the video I wish you had because that's poor. Fucking Yelich looked so dumb. I was laughing my ass off. No, Yelich no, you got the wrong over. one, dude. That's that's the KB triple. Yeah, I do have that. Oh, the KB triple. Okay. Well, then let's see it because you're you're talking about it. Show us Yelich fucking can't walk near a wall. Well, that was game two, but but when we're still finishing up on game one, the question two I had was why was Alec Mills? Closing? Oh, am I getting my? I'm getting my triples all fucked up then. Right? Why was Alec Mills closing in that game? That was another one that just had me scratching my head, and and you know the Brewers hit two Cubs in that game, so Baez got it right off the kneecap. And Michael, we were talking the other day on what's the new name of the new app, Danny? Locker locker room. Locker room. We were talking in the locker room that, you know, maybe that one kind of Baez leaned into that, but Contreras took one right off the head. That was scary. I, I don't think Baez leaned into that one. He turned, and then that ball just kept traveling in. He couldn't get his knee. Like, he just couldn't get out of the way of it because he was turning towards the, like, towards the pitcher, not right. into the pitch, towards the pitcher like a hitter would. Right. And so what, like I said, what pissed me off about that is that, you know, so, so Baez and Contreras both get hit. And remember, Contreras had a home run earlier in the game. And so that to me was irritating. And that, so then we get into game two. We got Alzlai versus Peralta. And we're talking that the, the th- we're on this locker room app and I'm laughing my ass off. Why the hell do they have Travis Shaw's resurrected ass batting fourth? I couldn't. Oh, yeah, way to call that one. Yeah, and, and then he and then he's the difference in the game in the first inning. Like within ten minutes of you bad mouthing him, we're we're sitting so. here bad mouthing him as it's happening. As Danny's sitting down, Travis fucking Shaw just parks one right up in the like what fifth, sixth row of the bleachers there. Yeah, three run homer off but, of Alzelay. I mean, oh. And, and Alzelay, I mean. You're going to look at it and you're going to see his line and you're like, oh, he was terrible. But it was really that one swing of the bat and a shaky first inning. And then he was good. Then he right. looked really good after that. He only gave up one more run. And that, unfortunately, if the Cubs got only one hit. so And that hit is the one that Michael has been waiting for. So we can tease it out. A second, yeah, sorry. But- I got <laughs> I got all excited seeing the Sogard. I'm like, I know it was a triple fucking Yelich tripping all over. So 
There is only one hit off the combination of Peralta. Remember, this is their fifth starter. We got one hit off Peralta, and then Suter came in, and Boxberger, who they just reacquired. The only hit that they got was a Bryant double, which Yelich absolutely falls over his own dumb fucking feet and literally is tripping on himself. And so this is this is the great Dio here. You see Brian hits a nice, nice shot down the line, down the left field line. He's burping on the afterburners. <laughs> and now you can just play yakety sacks to 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 yell it's tripping over everything. He he runs to the wall and it looks like he gets stopped. And then at the last second, one more lunge into the wall. And then he comes back <laughs> off of it and falls down to his knees. I don't know. It looked like he had it under control. And then he just like spasmed into a wall. <laughs> now this is great. the part that got me irritated. So there was a there was two moments in the game. One bias took one where he had to move his head out of the way. That was it. Didn't hit him. He didn't get bean, but yep, he was pissed. He was barking. And yep. then later on, once again, Wilson Contreras gets hit for the second day in the row. The first time was in the head. It knocked his helmet off. And how much of a tough guy is Wilson Contreras to not fall down getting hit ninety something miles per hour in the fucking head? But now he gets beamed. This one's right in the yeah, arm. And he's and, had it. Yeah. You know, and then yep. he, he rolls out and then Navaya's is just like, yo, and, and, you know, Wilson's going to be known as the hothead here. And I don't think that's fair, but because not, he was hit 14 times last year. But I heard you say it, Michael, um, to Eric, who wasn't paying attention at the, that moment, but six of those 14 times were by the Brewers, correct? Oh, yeah. I, Actually, uh, oh, yeah, he's been it, hit. Uh, He's been hit six times in 11 games by the Brewers. And, no, what I said, Danny, was that that was the fifth guy to be hit in these two games. Yeah, Because then, uh, Rizzo got hit but didn't get to take his base. Yeah, and so I, I really do feel like it's by design that they're doing it. It's the way they're playing the game. They're coming in, and they want to get in the Cubs' heads in the first series of the year. Like, why wait? Just get in there, get in our heads, and it's easy to do. Like you got a bunch of guys on the the contracts, the one year contracts, and they're all playing for it, and they're all you know they have a, a a mindset of do or die, and the Brewers will come in and disrupt that by playing a little brushback ball. I just I just don't get either a you got a couple options, and that was tough because it was in the what, that was in the bottom of the ninth when that happened. Cubs right? should have retaliated in my so, but but. but you couldn't because it was too late in the game. It was too late in the game. It wasn't like it, it no, happened. I think today should have been a fucking bean fest. Like we had a pitcher's duel. It, should, it but he, but what is Kyle Hendricks going to give you a seventy nine right. mile per hour curveball in the back? Like, well, but like, no, that's but, Danny, hit me. <laughs> but that's actually the perfect time to do it when you have a guy that doesn't throw hard and has a lot of control. You throw the first guy. You just hit him in the ass, right? You hit him in the ass with that. 80 mile per hour pitch. Nobody's going to get hurt. You're all you're doing is sending a message. You're not actually trying to hurt anybody. You're just saying, Hey, we will, the, you know, we will yeah, come back. We do. The issue people. that you have though, with that situation is that was Ross's job the night before he should have said, you hit another one of our guys. We're going to finish it. Just like Joe did in 2015. She said the same fucking thing. Here's the problem. Now you're trying to win the series. It's your, your ace Hendricks versus Woodruff. 
Let's say you get some umpire. Guccione was the home plate umpire today. Let's say he's got a bug up his ass that day and Hendricks throws at him. He might ring him up right on that right there and say, I'm not going to do this. Just toss him right there. Now you lose him and now you're kind of fucked for the game. So you just couldn't do it in my opinion. Well, that's and that's why they've invented openers. <laughs> you bring out you you bring out uh Jason Adam and you're like, You you sucked the other night, so you get this job. <laughs> yeah, M- Molly says, this is when we miss Lackey. Would have drilled him. Oh, oh they yeah. wouldn't even. Lackey? Just, he, just he, them knowing Lackey was going to be coming up at some point would keep them from hitting from, any of the guys. In the first place. Yeah, exactly. Just the, knowing that Lackey was on the team. We don't have a guy like that. I mean, Lackey would have like been pelting them with peanuts as they got on the bus. You I'm know, just saying like, that 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 it, number like, one, where was Rizzo in there to kind of stick up for the guys? Where was where was Ross? To, I'll in tell the you where Rizzo comment. was on the radio, fucking talking smack about the team and I'm talking saying, smack about being in Chicago. Like this is not off to a good start. Uh, you know, I mean, because I, I saw it in the show notes later, Crawley. You wanted, we were going to talk about Rizzo going on the the score. Was it score or WGN? No, it was ESPN. It was ESPN. On yeah, that's what I meant. ESPN, not WGN. WGN's like talk radio now. They like give you like how to decoupage the, your uh, your it, your cup yes, stuff. Your cup stuff. <laughs> how, how how to yarn bomb lampposts and stuff. I'm just like I'm just saying if you're going to be the guy that wants to be that's the so called leader and everyone doesn't want him to go on this network, stand up for your players, man, and just start barking. Do a little bit of barking. Well, they they need to get some fucking balls, but uh, going on because like right now, they are looking like they can be had. So they look game, like they're back footed. They already, right. and it's right. six games in. So we get to the rubber match, which is what you didn't want to do is have to face Woodruff in the rubber match. I don't care what the situation was; it was just a bad, you know, situation. But it was a good start for Hendricks, who was shaky in the uh, opening day start he had at Wrigley Field, where he was walking and he yeah, barely. He he gets three. a warm day. He looked good. You know, yeah, it, it, but that was a huge difference. Unfortunately, Woodruff was just as good, if not better. He was uh, the Cubs were no hit for the six, and he and and they finished with just three hits on the day. I mean, that is just yeah. that's not going to win you a lot of games, including Jock Peterson's first hit of the season. First hit as a Cub was a home run, Can and now Jock Peterson is going to be some sort of a a Chicago fucking hero for the rest of his life because he did that one thing. Well, at least for the next three months until he's traded the All-Star break. But Jock, it, uh, he's right behind us. He's right behind me and Bleacher Jeff. We're sitting there, and uh, I got a couple things to say about this. First of all, the Cubs kept the advertising out there in the outfields, so apparently they just want everybody to know right to their face that the advertising is more important than the fans because the fans are behind the advertising. I mean, it, right. it's, it's physical. Bleacher Jeff uh, and I and Tony and uh, a lot of the left field well guys sit right down front. They get there early. That is now a space for advertising and not for people, and it's pissed off a lot of fans. I'm just saying that, like, I don't know, nobody, especially from the when they're, but especially when they're trying to spread you out, right? Yeah, exactly. You're supposed to be spread out, but they crammed you into a tighter spot. I was way in a tighter spot with people that I have not been quarantined with, uh, complete strangers in a tighter spot than where we were earlier when they kicked us out of that spot because we tried to sneak down there, where we were very much spread out from 
But they don't want, I, I guarantee the, uh, whoever would, and I, I refuse to look at their stupid. I can't wait to slide down it in, in a big moment. Like if there's a, a walk off or something like that, I'm sliding down their ad and I will take a shit the entire way down <laughs> the, the, the fucking Nuveen or whatever, whatever the fuck it is and just like leave a big brown streak down their goddamn advertising because they not only have us distanced from the side from their advertising, they have got us, they've, there's a two row buffer between us and the advertising. So we don't maybe, so they got that shot cropped well with, so that you won't see me and Jeff in there while you're trying to advertise where the fuck. Uh, but, uh, not only that, but they only have the people spaced one row, two rows, humans, the advertising one row, human to human. <laughs> <laughs> spin assholes like fuck you cubs and and i and i will say this too i was told to mask up today um now you guys know i've been like a huge like fucking mask proponent it works it's science you cover your mouth when you sneeze you cover your face with a mask it'll help keep the shit in that's how it works i was i came back i had some drinks and the rule is you're in your pod you don't have to have a mask if you're drinking or eating or whatever the fuck. So I put my, I drank, put my thing down, grabbed my phone, was tweeting something out. In no time, I have a dude with a double mask, red shirt, red shirted usher on my fucking face, double mask, N95, something over it, uh, being like, just pointing, pointing at the mask, put it on. I was like, whoa, 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 brother. I've been wearing a mask this, this entire time. You've caught me at an awkward moment here, my friend. And no, he, and he was an asshole. It was an asshole. He said nothing. He just poked at his face like a mask police. Like, next time I'm going to give you a ticket or rust you to the ground and tase you in the neck. I don't know. But, like, it wasn't cool. And I will say this much. I did not enjoy my time at Wrigley Field today. And I think, ultimately, I think I'd rather wait till the pandemic's over to even attempt to try to enjoy a baseball game. Uh, Dude, I already and, just bought you a ticket this week, asshole. I know, I know. Well, that you, <laughs> that was yesterday. You know, maybe things are, I, I think it's who you get. I think it's who's around you. I think it's the security. We had the Wednesday skeleton crew. We didn't have the regular crew. A lot of people we hadn't seen before. Like, we're out there all the time seeing the regular people. We saw, they. you know, a lot of people quit. You know, well, Cubs did not treat the employees right, so they had to find other shit to do, and they're like, fuck you, Cubs. So, uh, you know, so it's the people we had yeah. today we had not seen before. Danny, and I, and I can understand that, you know, uh, somebody tells you to do that, and it's like, ah, oh, come on, man, I was just right here, you know, but they don't know you, whatever. It's easy to feel defensive, but I'm happy he was doing that at least because no one else was. Yeah. I've been watching this whole fucking series, yeah. and everybody that they show, there's like, for it's easy 50-50, people not wearing masks to people wearing masks. So unless it's just the idea that you were trying to be down front, and they're like, keep an eye on that guy and just fuck with him, that's kind of shitty. Or if they're just like, they don't 
paid the same kind of money well, as maybe those people at, down at, there. At but that point, at that point, I had been yelling a little bit more, like singing <laughs> a few songs, and so they're like, "These guys are getting out of hand." But like, that's why you're in the bleachers. So that's why you pay whatever you pay right. to be in the bleachers and be around there. And so if I can't do that, like I've got no interest in that thing. It's just like, oh, right. uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go see an IMAX movie, but I'm gonna put blinders on you. You know, it's right. kind of how it felt. No, you know, it, it, like, and I feel like it's shitty just because. Like I say, I, I wish they were all doing that to everybody at the ballpark, just kind of reminding them, hey, put it back on. But they're clearly not. They're no. they're not doing that because every shot that I see on TV is filled with people not wearing masks. Well, if we take a look, though, back at Woodruff State, I mean, that was a record today. The Cubs were no hit for 11 consecutive <laughs> Crawley, innings. Crawley moves us on. <laughs> so that was per Ed Hardick. So it was the first time the team had been no hit in 11 straight innings since September 9th through the 10th, 1965, which September 9th was Sandy Koufax's perfect game that Ron Santo used to always hawk about in the radio. But here's where the concern comes in, you know what I mean? And, and, and I keep... You know, with Woodruff again, the Cubs had one hit in seven innings, one for 22 versus Brandon Woodruff last September. They had one hit in seven innings, one for 22 today. So two for 44 versus Woodruff in their last two games. And so people say, well, probably it's one, you know, it's the first week, blah, blah, blah. But we've seen this before. And I'm sorry, these numbers that the blog finds, Matt Clapp put up, this is through six games, but this is what we're looking at. Average 124, they're 30th in the league. Babbitt, which tells you they're hitting into a little bit of bad luck, 132, 30th in the league. OBP, 251, they're 28th. Slugging, 290, they're 28th. They're, only, they're second in the league for walks, which is good, but they're fifth worst when it comes to strikeouts. And for contact, yeah. they're 69%. Nice. Nice. But, but that puts them at 28. So, uh, well, you know, you it, can sit there and say it's early, but you face the fucking Pirates. Crawley, I've been – I've been saying this this whole fucking series. It's been the three true outcomes for the Cubs. That first game, three home runs. Everybody gets all excited. Everybody's happy because there was three home runs. The most boring hit that you can do is a home run. Granted, when you put three of them in one inning, it's pretty exciting. But that doesn't happen in game two. Then you get zero runs because everybody's trying to fucking hit a home run. And then you get into this game and everybody's trying to hit a home run. And the only guy that got to hit a home run was Jock Peterson because there you it know is. why? Yeah. And Williams went after him because Jock Peterson hasn't. Jock Peterson couldn't hit the side of a fucking barn with anything right now. He's like, may as well throw the ball at that kid and let him swing and miss. That yeah. was a nice moment, though. That was his first Cub hit, and it was a home run, and it was the first run of the game, first hit of the game. And to do it off Darren Williams, who was one of the premier uh, bullpen guys last year. It was year. not the first hit of the game. Uh, not that the first was, hit, I'm sorry. That was Hap. Hap broke up the no-hitter, but it was it was the first hit of any real consequence. Yeah. And and I will say this, that, uh, you know, we've been having it. We started a relationship with Jock Peterson today out there in left field, yelling at his back. And he turned around and we're like, hey, Jock, that's one out, one out. We're going to do this when that's one out. And then he started getting it and he started doing the one out thing. And then he was giving us the Benzo horns, two outs. Uh, and, uh, you know, we were starting to, to get it together. And then uh, he kept looking back at us. And uh, at some point I I started saying, Jock, we believe in you. 
Tie the game. Next at bat, tie the game. Dude, he did. That is exactly what happened. Like within 10 minutes of me saying I believe in him and that he could tie the game, he did. He did it. And so I, I do believe there's magic in this relationship. It, it, Why didn't you do that to Chris Bryant before he hung the ninth? Well, Chris Bryant, he's heard what I said about him. Well, now we that were, I know that we have we were this doing kind everything of power, I'm really pissed at Crawley for uh, helping Shaw out the other day. Fucking Crawley did the same thing for <laughs> Shaw. <laughs> I know. He's, a, he's a, a turncoat, a Benedict Arnold, if you will. But, it, no, I, I'll say this about it. Like, uh, Jock seems like a cool dude. I think he fits in great on the team. I'm glad he finally got that hit. Uh you know, he probably was pressing hard, and I wish we opened on the road for Jock. You know, like I think that would have been easier for him. He's a new guy on the team. He's playing for a, a, a his next contract. Everybody is, but you know, he's the new guy, and he's playing for the next contract. If you've ever been the new guy anywhere, you know that it's not the most easy thing to be. But um, so you know that that he's that a good he- dude. The series was brutal. They tried a little fake rally at the end. It didn't work, and that's that. So now. You know, some other things have been happening throughout the day. One of the cool things that has happened. I feel like uh, we should bitch about Bryant more, but maybe we can do that later. Because Bryant really did suck my fucking ass today. Like, (laughs) I know I did it a little bit earlier. And I I know you're trying to move on, Crawley, and I'm all for moving (laughs) on. But I, I feel like Chris Bryant, who is not in negotiations, the only cub that is going to end his tenure this year that is not in negotiations sucked a fucking ass today like he could he could have been the hero he's not capable of that kind of heroics and i've been saying this this whole time i've been trying to come back everybody's like no he was injured his wrist and his back and his head and his thing and like then you didn't feel comfortable then he went a bar stool to cry about it and then he comes out and like has nothing to say about it with a bat like Mm-mm. You know, he does have the highest average on the team right now. That is saying nothing. You just <laughs> said nothing. It. Yeah, do you, you want to know how much – you? or this comes from Mike Leonard, the original Astat master who I was in the stands today where I fielded a text from. Mike Leonard texted me this. Team batting average is 121. And I said, sounds right. And the EO is brilliant, I said in weird lettering. And uh, then he said, to put that into perspective, in 2018, John Lester had 59 official at-bats, and he had seven hits. His average was 119, which is basically the same as the team batting average of 121 versus, like, the most hilariously bad hitter uh, that the Cubs ever had on a pitching staff. You know, like, that's pathetic. It's pathetic. This is – you. We started here. We'll end here. Uh, you know, 2018, 2019, Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man. It never changes. The offense broke. When did Theo say that? Uh, after 2017. Yeah. And no, you know, 2018. Yeah. It was, and, well, I was saying after 2017, right? No, 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 no you're right. after the 2018 season. 2018, after they actually won 95 games. I forgot yeah. about that. <laughs> and then these, and then, but but then these clowns want to sit there and cry that they're not getting the proper uh, you know love as far as uh, a contract extension goes. Like honestly, like at this point, I as much as I love Anthony Rizzo, that little yumper says, "Danny, you've been talking to Cap too much." No, I actually not have talked to Cap at all. We just have maybe the same opinion. Uh, 
I honestly think that like they none of them deserve extensions. Like they need to just stop the team. Like this is over. And and we all we did was lose two of three to the Brewers. But it's how we lost two of three, which was the exact same way that we've been losing forever, which is not hitting, not being good enough, not being in the clutch, like inability yeah. to manufacture runs, inability yeah. to to do anything other than the three true outcomes, and sometimes you need to find a way to get it done, and they they just haven't. Yeah, and Chris Bryant is a huge part of that. I'm I'm for today moving on from everybody, everybody. <laughs> I am. Well, let's, let's, on, on a good note, on a good note, it is one of these things where um, we talked yesterday about it. For those of you that haven't gotten on the app, uh, locker room app, uh, we were talking about this. Fergie finally uh, got word that he is going to have his statue uh, in 2022. Believe it's going to be ready by opening dates by the same people that did the Jordan statue outside the United Center, not by Lucella, who did some of the other ones by the Cubs. <laughs> Thank um, God. Not but, that uh, it was bad, but like I'm sorry, that's a little creepy. You got all those like you got a screaming baby and at Harry Carey's feet in that that one. Pardon the interruption, but you are not a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash sunranto. And that's just a shame because there are a hundred people who would love to support us and buy at least one of us a beer at Wrigley Field per year by giving us a dollar a month. Three dollars buys all three of us a beer at Wrigley Field per year. Uh, but no, you you can't be bothered with doing something like that uh, because a dollar is so important to you. No, come on now. We know that your stimmy just hit and you can afford a dollar a month. And it, you can pay for it all at once and uh, become this Patreon member that I speak of. And we just simply love you more. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. Here's what you get. Get your own RSS feed and you get this show early and completely ad-free. That's right. No ads at all. Nothing from Bet Online or Canon or Locker Room or any of that stuff. Nothing. Okay? You just get the show uh, like God intended. Well, God meaning me. Um, you also uh, are helping out the Lost Boys because 10% of all of our Patreon money goes to lostboysinc.org where they help kids uh, learn baseball on the South Side and basically social skills. You know, these are kids. We need to help the kids. So help us help the kids become a Patreon member. There's perks at every single level. $5, you get all the music. Uh, $10, you get a calendar and your name in our show credits. Uh, just check it out. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. It's easy. It's fun to be a member. You get to join the Sunranto Super Ranchers on Facebook, uh, where I drop uh, throughout the year, I drop... Um, little game recaps every now and again just get on with people say hi sometimes i bring people on camera uh we sometimes we go post show on there when we feel like talking more after the show's over and you get to watch all of our preview episodes being recorded uh live as well on the patreon sunranto super ranchers patreon page and also on uh, a private link on youtube so basically it's a great deal because it only costs a dollar and you get a shit ton for it. So go to patreon.com slash sunranto and support the show. The show you're listening to now was recorded days ago and you're getting it now. And that's just foolish. The baseball season just marches on and you're stuck there back in the mud. So patreon.com slash sunranto, patreon.com slash sunranto, patreon.com slash sunranto. Stop being foolish. Patreon.com slash Sunranto.
Yeah. Well, I mean, Harry had some screaming babies around him. It was always weird. <laughs> he was always he was he was like giving babies like cocaine and Budweisers. It was fucked up. I so, was one of those babies. This is how it ended up this way. I was glad to see Dan, though. Uh, Danny's got that same picture in his in his mother's house on the mantle. Yeah, you should see me. Me and Harry on the lab, just fucking doing spouts. Speaking of, uh, you know, you're talking about the COVID restrictions and stuff like that. <laughs> the Sean uh, Rando statue. <laughs> Ross was talking about staggering vaccinations, which I thought was interesting. So Adbert Alzali, after his start on Monday, got his uh, vaccine on Tuesday. Javi's already had his as well. So they're giving vaccines out at the old Madden's Post. Remember that old restaurant that Madden had for like two months? I mean, you, it's so funny. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine if you thought, like, when Ricketts built that thing that – I mean, we watched that go up. When, when was that, 2016, 2016, 17, when that building went up? It was went went up? up in 2017 it went 17, up. 17, yeah. So when that went up and then Madden bought it, you're like, oh, it's going to be great. We're going to go in there and, like, pet flamingos and, and we're going to drink high-end scotch. And instead, like, five years later, like, Madden backs out in the most brilliant restaurateur move I've ever seen uh, to get out of there right before COVID and, and getting fired, I might add. But not only that, but the fact that they're giving freaking vaccinations in there. Oh, now here's something that interested me though. Javi has his vaccination though, but the Cubs have not reached the 85% vaccine threshold. So MLB says if 85% of the players get it, they have all sorts of flexibility with their family, with, with being able to go out a little bit and all this stuff. The Cubs haven't reached that. The Cardinals have. Think about right, that. But, well, the Cardinals had their entire team get. <laughs> COVID last year, for one. And the Cubs have uh, Eric Sogard in there fucking rallying the troops against the vaccine. Yes. He's in there passing out pamphlets at the players' lot. Just to be like... Put putting anti-vax freaking leaflets on people's under people's windshields. You, you know, you know, Bill Gates is going to be tracking you for the rest of your life if you get that. Yeah. <laughs> One thing though that was also big news here in the Chicagoland area is our friend David Kaplan uh, had uh, and and Jay Hood had Anthony Rizzo on their show, and he said that contract talks are tabled. He said that he gave the Cubs a fair chance to talk not only this spring but the last couple of years at any point in time literally since he signed the contract, they could have renegotiated the contract. They didn't. Anytime, yeah. And no, he said, I don't see years. any reason for us to listen. Yeah, I don't, I don't see either. any reason for I'm him to him. listen either. Yeah, I am I'm, I'm more an Anthony Rizzo fan than a Cubs fan at this point. Like, you know, when do I want to be on the Cubs that I get to watch Anthony Rizzo play? But he is done. And this this reminds me of what they did with Madden. You know, not only did they sell him a restaurant that ended up being just a COVID vaccination site, but they, they, t- <laughs> they, they took Anthony. They knew it when they built they, that they fucking thing. They They're like, well, this place is just good. It's all part of our master plan for. Uh, Men's uh, like, this doesn't flow well at all. Yeah, exactly. He's <laughs> like, why is there a gurney here? Um, <laughs> but, is Ronnie Wu always out in front? <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually, he has been there since 1974, but. Uh, but, but uh, he's I mean, like the cigar Indian. It's just Ronnie <laughs> Woo Woo. Oh, you are so canceled for that comment. But um, <laughs> no, it's uh, uh, no. Sorry, what were we talking about? <laughs> the new upcoming this. series, the Pirates. You wrote down Danny giveaways. Yeah, they're doing giveaways. 
What they're doing giveaways. Do? What did you get? Crawl, you went to opening day. I didn't get sh- shit. <laughs> exactly. No, did, did they not give you a gray mask and an advocate healthcare plastic bag? My mom no. and Nicole got a gray mask. Uh, it's a nice mask. Oh yes, I did. I dude, I had a lot to drink that day. I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, I, I remember. Uh, <laughs> you slept on my couch like on uh, our friend Alan's head. You know, I mean, literally, you used his. Yeah, head we all saw like, those pictures. Yeah. No, but, you uh, only saw them if you go and you are on the Patreon. Yeah, get, Patreon. Oh yeah, you only yeah. get to that, see pictures the, of a path. Actually, never mind. Never mind. We don't want people to think they're going to have to look at your drunk ass if they give us money. Yeah, me and Irish <laughs> Allen spooning on Danny's couch. If you go to Patreon.com for one dollar a month, you could see. Uh, well, you could see the shit I post only to you guys. If you want to uh, see Cub fan porn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're just pretty much just drunk, <laughs> passed out, middle-aged uh, dudes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's freaking good. Um, but uh, no, uh, no. What, what were what really were we talking about before? I know Rizzo. we were going to get into. The we were talking about Rizzo's saying that he's not listening to the Cubs anymore, and we were supporting right, right. Rizzo. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So no, but I honestly agree with Anthony Rizzo that like I am on Team Rizzo more than I'm on Team Cubs. Because they, I don't think they've been treating him fairly in the least. Uh, I don't think they've treated uh, Javi fairly. He's another one. Uh, Chris Bryant, I don't know. I've never been that big of a fan of, of Bryant. So, like, I'm kind of like, well, maybe it, I'm fine with cutting bait there. But let's let's face it. Like, this team took the 2016 World Series championship and just basically shit down its own neck as, as far as it looks in hindsight. At the at this point, and they had everything in the world. We were thinking three peat. They definitely had it built. They've they had the money. Uh, if you look at like what uh, the Mets are doing right now, they just you know locked up Lindor for three hundred thirty million. Cubs don't even have that opportunity. No. You know that that goodwill has even sailed. I don't think any of these guys are worth that money, and it might be because of how they were developed in their time at the Cubs. Like the Cubs might've saved themselves money on their good players because they never developed them to what they could have been, which is superstars. Either that or they never were in the first place. Like is Chris Bryant a superstar? Uh, He certainly seemed to be on the trajectory to be one, but last. But but again, you said that uh, you didn't know if the Cubs, you know, had fucked with him, but they totally did with his uh, new, service new time. Yeah, yeah service, service, service time. time. So and, and I'm telling you, what we can see from outside, what the Ricketts are doing to this fucking team, right? We've been seeing it for years, this slow sort of death by a million cuts, all this shit. How, how bad do you think it is in that locker room? All they can do is rally around each other but i think at this point they might be rallying in a way like who gives a shit fuck this team i'll see you guys all wherever i see you in the next few years i hope you get good contracts but they they don't have any why would any of these players have any sort of loyalty to this fucking greedy shit family who cares more about fucking expensive books than 
how their players are doing on this field. They, I mean, they, they just want fucking, uh, all the bullshit going on in Nebraska. They're more interested in that. They're interested in selling TD Ameritrade for $26 billion, but they're not going to put any fucking money. They're worried about Joe Madden's restaurant being empty. They're worried about the fucking Hotel Zachary being empty. They're worried about all this shit being empty, but what they aren't worried about is their players fucking pockets being empty. Not that they're going to be nah, empty, yeah. but in comparatively, comparatively, those players have nickels and dimes compared to what this fucking family has. And they just do not fucking get it. The family Although doesn't I get wish it. The family would have included me in their recent acquisition just at a venture worth $1.6 billion. Did we invest the show money in the SPAC? Did we do that? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm waiting to hear back, but I definitely sent them a letter and a check for $1,000 that I wanted $1,000 in on the SPAC. And uh, I, I haven't heard back, but I'm expecting that, that we've already at least quadrupled our money. That so is now $4,000. That SPAC that they're doing, they're combining. It's, it's going to be, I believe, online gambling, and that's going to be uh, focusing on sports gambling, which, I don't know, I'm just still wrapping my head around baseball, openly embracing sports gambling. But, uh, you know, that's that's where we are right now. So that, so that is Pete Rose. <laughs> that is half the value of the Cubs right there is 1.6. It's half the value of the Cubs that they're getting on this deal. So, it, you know – it, well, and, and the recent valuation of the Cubs uh, and of every team in the major leagues has gone up. Every team has gained money except for the Rays, and I think they held steady at wherever they were. But So the Cubs have now, in the 10 years, 10, 12 years that they've owned this team, they have quadrupled their money. Now, if they spent $20 and they now have 80 that's one thing. That's not what they did. They spent almost a billion, and now they have like three three billion point four yeah. billion dollars. Yeah, yeah, three point three billion dollars according to Little Young. Yeah, and it was like good news for me though. They I spent bought like this nine hundred million. I so bought nine, this lighter right here. I bought this lighter uh, about a year ago, and it was only a dollar twenty nine, and now it's worth a dollar thirty nine. Uh, and so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to sell it for a dollar 49 because I, I hear that lighters are, uh, going to be rare soon. So I'm, I'm turning this into an NFT right now. So if, <laughs> if you want to, if you want to buy this as an NFT, I do accept Bitcoin and I will, every time that you give me another Bitcoin, I'll go like this. And yeah. That's th like this is a big, uh, announcement on this show. Every single show that we do is an NFT that you can buy. <laughs> All you have, just send us the uh, your send us the money, everything send us your Bitcoin, and we will say uh, April seventh, twenty twenty one, is yours, Lil Yumper. Everybody knows that yeah. show is Lil Yumpers. Now. And then I'll go like this, and that'll seal the deal. <laughs> well, the so, good news for the Cubs is that they no longer have to face the mighty Brewers. They get yeah. to go back to the lowly news? Pirates. Really, this is good news. That we face the we're reaching here. I don't know what you want me to tell you. I'm, I'm very happy that we get to face the pirates. Well, here's what pissed me off, and this should piss me. I, I actually wanted to trigger, trigger you here, Crawley, because they're giving away a magnet schedule and a mask, uh, both, because Cubs gave away a mask, which Crawley apparently lost. And I'll say this much, too. They gave away, the Cubs gave away a gray mask, 
and it did not have a Cubs logo on it. It was just a, a regular ass mask, which is not a giveaway. It's just a thing you got somehow. And, and then for people that don't realize, the magnet schedule is like the holy grail for season ticket holders. Like yep. everybody has to have it. Like I have been like literally didn't matter how drunk I was. I protected that thing like my precious. And so I have like 20 years worth of these fucking magnet schedules and people put them on their fridges, their beer fridges, their kegerators. I saw one person had it all lining up their garage. Like people love the magnet schedules and they were heartbroken because the Cubs are not doing any giveaways yet. Yeah, and the Pirates are. So, and what do you chalk that up to? Uh, I mean, are, are they saying that they can't uh, give away magnet schedules safely? That's the no contact wor- world of things. I don't think so. I think they're just being cheap. And uh, they do not, they're totally out of touch with the fans. They have no idea that Cub fans value magnet schedules that highly. And if they did, they would have sent you the magnet schedule in the mail. And they did not because they don't give a fuck. There is no magnet schedule this year, but the, but, and they're going to use COVID as an excuse, just as they'll use the excuse of COVID that, Oh, we had to have these ads down here. It's like, Oh yeah. Well, why'd you have to have them in the first row and put instead of the fans? And then you put the ads up. Oh, it's because of COVID and we don't want to spew COVID on the players. Oh yeah. Well, why don't we have the magnet schedules? Oh, cause of COVID. We can't do the COVID uh, thing with the magnet schedules because magnets have 5g and uh, 5g causes uh, COVID. No, uh, no, honestly, these fucking assholes are going to use every excuse in the book to cry poor. COVID is, is an excuse for these dickheads and they couldn't give you, listen, the pirates spent more on magnet schedules than they did on their payroll this year. Okay. <laughs> That's no so, shit right there. No, I'm not even fucking kidding. That is absolutely true. Um, so it's, it's garbage that they're doing that. I'm good for the pirate fans. You all, fucking eight of them that are going to show up to opening day tomorrow. Um, and I should say uh, it is opening day for the Pirates tomorrow. It's a 12, 12.05 start, I want to say, Central Time. And uh, then we got a night game at 5.35, if you call 5.35 night and on Saturday, and then another day game. So we got two day games and a night game, which is pretty cool for Pittsburgh. Um, now, how about these matchups? Uh well, two of them are the exact same as what we already saw. Uh, Arietta is going up against Tyler Anderson, which see if you can explain this to me. How come Tyler Anderson's uh, nickname is Ricky F? I have no clue. That's just weird, right? Right. Yeah, it nope. is. No idea, but I do know that, I'm, like I said, I, I was at the game where Arietta pitched on Saturday, and uh, it, w- it was fun seeing Jake, and hopefully, you know, that's the Jake we see, you know, Again, but it's it's again. There's a after, rematch. There's after, a rematch tomorrow. Right after after seeing the Brewers, it's like I'm trying to really get a picture, a pulse on this team. And after seeing what the Reds did to the Pirates, I'm wondering like, was it that great of a performance? I mean, like, how would they have fared against say the, this Brewer lineup? You know, I was unimpressed about the Cubs opening series versus the Pirates. I mean, I get it that it was the opening day was just 34 degrees and that could have bounced anyway because of the weather, but the pirates did manage nine hits off of, uh, Kyle. And then the other games were tight. Cincinnati guess, beat the shit out of the pirates and they we beat them played, five to one on Saturday, but then the next game was four to three. That four was to a three. Yeah. Game. Yeah, exactly. But 
Yeah, we beat them five to one, but you know the Cubs kind of like we didn't. We had no big inning. You know, it was like it, Pirates scored one, Cubs scored two, then they scored another, then a couple innings went by and they didn't do shit. But like you know, we're talking about like the Cubs against Tyler Anderson from the Rockies. This guy's not good. Like and the, they barely could put up one crooked number. Most of it was one runs. They got one two run inning and then three that's one what I'm run saying. innings. That's no exactly crooked what numbers. I'm saying. There's no crooked numbers, and it, you know they only got three off the starter, Tyler. So like if a couple more balls bounce the Pirates' way, you lose that game four to three. Like that's all I'm saying. It's like it's kind of right when you see what the Reds did and absolutely crushed, absolutely crushed the Pirates, and then you're like, well, why didn't we do that? Yeah. Okay, so I know it's really early in this season, but did everybody sleep on the Reds? <laughs> or no, are they going to shortly come back to earth and going to go uh, and score like one run for the next three weeks? It's, no, it's the hard Reds, to tell. The Reds have a lot of power in their outfield. They got Four or five outfielders, like that Shogo Akiyama that we wanted last year to be our center fielder and leadoff hitter, that dude is not even starting on the Reds, if that gives you an example of what the Reds have put together. Their their infield is a little bit messed up. They moved um, uh, Eugenio Suarez to shortstop, which is weird because we think of him as a third baseman, but it's because they've kind of just moving dudes around based on who they signed. Whereas they are looking, they're taking their best players and looking for places to play them. We are taking the guys we've had and just kind of sticking them out there and seeing what they can do one last time. And it's, but as we're looking at this here, this is, this is the Reds scored six runs in a loss against St. Louis. They scored nine runs in a win against St. Louis, 12 runs against a win in St. Louis, Yeah, five, five runs against Pittsburgh on Monday, 14 runs against Pittsburgh on Tuesday, 11 runs against Pittsburgh on Wednesday. I mean, they beat the living shit out of them. Yeah. And, and again, yeah. even against the Cardinals, they're scoring a lot of runs. Yeah, they're plus 31 after six games. <laughs> that's That's a pretty good run right there. We had the preview show, and we really enjoyed having those guys on from uh, Cincinnati. There, it was like oh, yeah, a weird, the, like, the new nasty boys. They're a lot of fun. Uh, Billy DeVore, Billy DeVore, and Lee Kimbrell. I just, I, I felt like I said, I said, I felt twenty twenty. I picked the Reds to win it, and and I still think they're a really good team. I'm, I'm, I was not sure about the pitching. Obviously, losing Trevor Bauer, even though they checked a ball of his the other. I don't know if you guys saw that. The umpire grabbed one of the balls he was using. And they're testing it now. So just kind of be aware of that. But but they lost Bauer. They lost Rossiello Iglesias, which uh, Joe Madden's like using, abusing him already. So I wasn't sure about the bullpen and the rotation, but I know they can hit. And that's always been the thing with the Reds. If they ever get any pitching, they're, they're, they're always good. That's how every one of their good teams, they've always, every team they've had always seems to crush the ball. Yeah. So the question whether the pitching sucks or not. But I feel like their hitting really was down last year. So maybe they're the team that actually did need the video replay and they're using it the right way now. Yeah. Well, either way, we don't have to face them yet. And it's going to be a while till we face the Reds. Uh, we got the Pirates tomorrow. And we'll give them time to cool off. Yeah, it's, 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 you got the Arietta versus uh, Tyler Anderson. 
Uh, the lefty thing is weird. I was told we won't be, we wouldn't be facing lefties this year, right? It was, it wasn't that the thing. <laughs> there are that, no lefties in the central. N- n- no lefties in the central. Not that's what I was told. Yeah, but uh, apparently that's not true. And uh, Tyler Anderson's going back out there. Um, you know, I, I like our chances in game one. Arietta looked good. I'm sorry, but like maybe it's just because I'm used to Arietta, Arietta being good. But to me, um, he looks like he's comfortable in the Cubs uniform and that he can do more. He never should have left the Cubs, I think, is is kind of what I'm saying. Is like he went to Philly. I mean, granted, the injury thing gets gets you, um, but he looks so comfortable out yeah, there. Yeah, but I, so much a part of the team. And that might be that's a little my own good perspective, you know. That might be a little bit of just sort of situational good luck for the Cubs having him back. Like he went to Philly, he had the injury stuff, he had issues. Philly fans are not nice ever, even if they like you. So now he's back, he feels good, and he gets this love back. I think it's all kind of everything coming together. If he had stuck with the Cubs over those, you know, three years or whatever. It, we might be done with them by now. Yeah, I got to tell you guys though, I'm, I'm disappointed at this first home stand because I was really hoping that they would go four and two. That's what I kind of had them pegged it is today. Today was four, the day to do it. I was hoping they would go four and two, and then I take a look at the schedule, and getting Pittsburgh again is very nice. But then you got Milwaukee, and you saw what they can do, and you saw their pitching. We haven't even seen the best of their pitching. We just play Pittsburgh and Milwaukee like the whole year. Right. Well, I wish <laughs> because then after after that next run where we play Milwaukee there, then we face the Braves, then the, the Mets. Mets, the revamp yeah. Mets, then the Brewers again, then the Braves again, yeah. then the Reds, and then the Dodgers. Yeah. yeah, I think aren't the Braves sort of – oh, no. Yeah, they're two and four. Everybody's shitting the bed in the NL East, though. Philadelphia is at five and one right now, and uh, Atlanta's in second place at two and four, and everybody else has one win. Well, oh, but well, that's but also because the COVID, Nationals yeah. and the Mets didn't get to play much. Because yeah, because, of because Kyle, Kyle Schwarber went hog wild after being on the strict ass Cubs. And, and went Schwarber, in Schwarber and Lester. Yeah, I think now is a good time uh, of any, though, for any TFCs. Anyone got any well, TFCs? No, wait, we, we, we didn't finish the, the, the series. We, we got ah, a preview. Yeah. Arietta versus Anderson. Then we got Zach Davies, who already beat the Pirates one time, going against Mitch Keller, who we uh, we beat. This was the 4-3 game. This was the tight one, uh, the getaway day where the Cubs ate the meatloaf, and that's the one where Hap homered. Yep, so. Yep. That's the one where I was annoyed that we didn't win by more. And then we have, and this is kind of interesting because Trevor Williams is going to face his old team. Yep. I think that's good for the Cubs. I think Trevor Williams wants to face them. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, just because I'm sure they fucked with him in a way that uh, now he's the new improved Trevor Williams. And he wants to show him his, his new magic. Uh, but JT Brubaker is going up there. Uh, with his sinker slider, uh, you know, throws hard, mid-90s, lo- you know, low to mid-90s. Um, as far as uh, JT Brubaker, he's been in and out of the bullpen. So, you know, the Pirates, they're not supposed to be good, but they keep throwing these dudes out there that end up playing the Cubs at least tight, tightly. The guy, I mean, we do you remember the old Reds? 
Jumbo Diaz Reds. Like I'm yeah. talking about the Reds bullpen where this guy would come in and be like, yeah, this is going to be great. We're going to score 19 runs in the sixth. Like that's how the Pirates are supposed to be to the Cubs now. Um, that's not happening. Like all of a sudden, like I'm living in fear of JT Brubaker. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you just you never know what you're going to get with this offense, right? It, it, you know, if, if once the Cubs, so Crawley mentioned it earlier at the end of the game after Jack Peterson hit a home run, they actually started to work a few at bats. Now, it would be nice to see some fucking singles some goddamn singles and putting some shit together. But uh, the at-bats did look a little bit better. Maybe we can cross our fingers and hope that'll happen against uh, this Pirates team in this series. I don't know. And then yeah. sweep. So we got to sweep them. Well, that's just it. You Don't, don't you think you, we, we have to sweep? Like after we have losing to. two to three, like you have to go into Pittsburgh and sweep. That well, team. you don't you don't have to, but goddamn, you you should you should. So let's do it. I'm with you. Let's let's do it. Let's sweep them. And I will say that that will now suffice for the preview episode. I was texting with Brian, uh, our Pittsburgh Pirates fan friend, which we should really buy Brian something nice because the fact that he keeps coming on the show as a Pirates fan after what the Pirates have done. To that franchise, the the owners, like in the fact that he keeps coming on and even attempting we, to talk we, about that team. He's, he's tried to quit the team, but we keep telling him, no, you're a Pirates fan. You have to come on the show. He's like, ah, oh, fuck, I guess. Okay. Yeah. And he does. And so like, it, but he, but he was not about coming on midweek. He's got shit to do. So right. that, that right there will suffice as your preview. If you want to know the matchups, well, you can look back. Well, A, you can be a Patreon subscriber, and I would have emailed it all to you already. Or you could um, listen to the old show because it's the exact same except for the last uh, matchup. No, well, yeah, the changed. other big thing, though, is is Key Brian Hayes still not back. So yeah. advantage oh, right. Cubs. Take some goddamn – take, take, take – you know what? You don't want to ever see anyone injured, but take advantage of this yeah, shit now. You because- got to. That's part of the game. <laughs> yeah, the, that, one, the one guy we have to worry about isn't there. Take advantage. Yeah, the Reds did. All right, yeah. what do we got here? Crowley is has been up for it, man. He's got a TSC. He's gonna blow yeah. our I only fucking minds. I only have one. I already used uh, one of mine. Okay, I have two. <laughs> so this one right here is talking about Angel Hernandez, who lost his lawsuit against MLB, which is one <laughs> yes. of the very few times I ever rooted for MLB. But yesterday, Angel umpire Angel Hernandez was responsible for the worst called game of the season so far. He missed 24 calls with a correct call percentage of only 83%. These called strikeouts to Alex Bregman and Machete1224 were two of his worst. And somebody writes here, it was uh, Michael McGrath, I think we found an appropriate punishment for the Astros cheating scandal. Have Angel Hernandez ump every single one of their home games this year. I loved it. <laughs> I talked with uh, Eric, you know, who was on the show earlier, about uh, the idea that because he lost his lawsuit – that he's legally now a bad umpire because the lawsuit said that he was uh, passed over for promotions to be the crew chief for the World Series and things like that because of his race, because he's Hispanic, he said. 
but um, the MLB f- or the the court legally found that it had nothing to do with his race. That it really had to do that he was passed over the promotion because he sucks at umpiring. So yeah, I, I, I MLB really was. Just- well, and that's the thing that really pisses us off is MLB was able to prove in a court of law he's not good enough, and yet we still have to have him out there on the fucking you know baseball field yeah. making bad calls. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, him, uh, CB Buckner. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay, so I got one today from uh, today's game. This is from infield fly girl looking at Adam McAlvey writes before Ian Happ's lead lead off leading off the seventh Woodruff faced a minimum on 56 pitches, no hits, no walks, no three ball counts. Infield fly girl says, Jesus hell. But Sarah Sanchez, friend of the show uh, says, yeah, he definitely had it today. Kind of hope council pulls him for hashtag reasons. The Cubs (laughs) would have a better chance against anyone else. And then she replied to herself, ah, called it. And she did. So I had to give her some love there. Perfect TFC. She called it mid-game. Yeah, I kept saying, like, oh, I can't wait till he's out of this game. And Bleacher Jeff is like, well, with a bullet, he's only got 56 pitches. (laughs) You know, he talks. (laughs) I know. And, uh... (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, I'm like, I don't know why they would, but they will. I knew they would. And uh, Sarah did too. That's great. Yeah. That, well, this that one fun. is from uh, our friend Joe Adavia's shirts. You remember, hey, Cubs, would you help us out? We want to gift as many employees as possible with their own short shirts. Organist, anthem singer, content creator, 50-50 raffler, going down the list. Well, not Tom Ricketts said, executive chairman, token liberal, baldy, Bike enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That was good. I also have a, a an obvious shirts one here. Um, Jared Carabas uh, tweeted out last night. Um, Wilson Contreras is soft. Nobody was throwing at you, dude. And uh, obvious shirts said calling a guy soft for blocking you is dot 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 is soft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, fuck that guy. Who's that Jared Willis guy? I thought he was cool. No, and then, no it's now not he's just Jared Carabas. Jared Carabas. Carabas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I get it mixed up. The Jareds. The Jareds. You probably don't want to get them mixed Jared. up. Remember? From, that was from Sunday. Did, did you see the uh, the White Sox? Yeah. We, yeah. We, I don't know if we talked about this, but the, when the White Sox and the Angels were playing and a man named Jared – Hit a walk-off home run, uh, I believe it was Matt Vaskersian that said, uh, and he'd been waiting to say this all game, you could tell, that he said, oh, he just went to Jared, like, uh, by the diamond, you know. Uh, you know yeah, yeah. yeah, it was bad. It was I'm bad. like, it was really bad. But Well, at least, at least he went that direction and didn't do a Subway commercial. <laughs> true. <laughs> that would have been worse. Eat fresh. All right, so uh, I got another one here, unless somebody's got one. No, I don't. I, I'm done. All right, this is the Cubs. I don't use them very much, but you can have a DH, or you can have sleeveless Jake Arrieta BP content. Choice is yours. And they've got uh, four pictures in a square here of Arietta in, like, a muscle shirt looking fucking ripped. Oh, God. Swinging so a bat. But I love the – Lower right corner is Edward Alzale just licking his lips while yeah. looking at him. 
<laughs> just <laughs> salivating. Yeah. Just salivating over him. And uh, I also really wanted to pop that in there because I know we got some ladies that, uh, you know, watch the show. So that one's for you Maybe. guys. It's for, it's, yeah, you got it's a for couple me. of them, yeah. and I wanted to give them a little uh, too. little TFP on this one right here. Randall Paul Sullivan says they have some extra doses at Wrigley and are asking passerbys if they want to get a vaccine shot. So Randall J. Sanders says, if anyone near Wrigley needs a vaccine, and then old man Dan says, attention, Sogard. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, Excellent. man. It's too bad we need Sogard, and he's the best player on the team because I hate him. It's it's like really a, a a terrible time for to be a Cub fan this year. This, this these are the bad old days, people. Like I I don't I don't know what to say. Like you know, uh, Rizzo hates the team. He should have been the captain. Instead, he hates the team. Uh, you know, Chris Bryant, the Golden Boy, who was supposed to be the big hero, uh, he, he's a failure. And then uh, you, I don't I don't know what to say. I, I, I mean, after, after that, those, those two guys were supposed to be the dudes. We're facing a totally uncertain future. And people are going to give a shit for not being positive, but, but it's not like we have, it's not like the, we were coming off 2016 to 2017 and we're being all negative. No, we've we seen this every before. opportunity. We gave them every opportunity to we've fix this, this situation. Yeah. And we've been talking about it the entire time. And you know, a lot of the people. Cuts. Yeah. And a lot of the people that are listening to us know that we've have pretty been, been pretty goddamn consistent in what we've been saying about this and what and they it, should do. And, and the concern always is, is too much of the same type of hitters. And, and, and that's what we saw today is that literally I, I, I've read tweet and I should have saved it, but it was it's, something to do it's about the with, whole series, right? Right. But just, just, okay, look, if you have guys that are going to blast it, that's fine. When you have guys like Arietta and, uh, or not area, I'm sorry. When you had guys like, uh, Ben Zobrist and Dexter. Those Fowler, pictures of Arietta get in your mind, Crawley. I'm right, with you. Right, right, <laughs> But when you look at it, when you had Dex Fowler and you had you had Ben Zobrist, those were guys who would give you good at bats and 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 put people on the bases, and then they had to pitch to you. They couldn't put more people on the bases, and and that's what gave you some opportunity. And 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 now that you don't have those guys, somebody said the second they started with the Schwarber at leadoff to start off 2017, that's when you started to see some of this shit really just kind of sour. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as Artie Boucher would say, poke it with a stick, do something. Yeah. Um, uh, Ray Vicario says also consistently wrong on most accounts. We, yeah, uh, we are consistently wrong on most <laughs> accounts. Well, by we, I mean you, Ray. Uh, we've been right this whole time. <laughs> it, no, there, there's not, we've been saying this. Like, we've been watching it, an anemic offense, and they've done nothing to change it. They were like, oh, we're going to change this offense. Everything's going to change. There's going to be a comeuppance. But accountability, I believe, was thrown out a, a, a lot. And we're all supposed to like eat that up with a spoon and shove it up our own asses and pretend it was a goddamn enema of sunshine. Well, guess what? We're seeing it now. Like we almost got no hit by the Brewers twice, twice. And it's not like it's two degrees out like normally in April. It's 75. It was 80 degrees. Everybody's wearing short sleeves, shorts, tank tops. We're all hanging out. It's like it's July. Global. And here's the the thing. It's it's you know people keep saying it's only six games grasp that everybody can count here we all have six games okay here's what you're not understanding ray here's what you're not getting this team if they're not 
if they didn't come out of the gate and they didn't put a little space between them and the rest of the NL Central, if you think that Jed is going to roll with a team that he doesn't believe in into the postseason, you are sadly mistaken. They're not going to let all these guys walk for draft picks. If they are not a team that is really looks dominant and looks different, it's not going to happen. That's be good. Be ready to say goodbye to some players. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Well, yeah. You fall too far behind, and uh, it's not even. Here's the. It's been the problem the entire time. You end up in uh, this situation where you don't know whether to sell or buy. They're, they're, that's not going to happen this year. No, it's not going to no, be. Are we going to sell or buy? Right. No. No. It's over. It's that's what I'm saying. It's over for these players. Everybody knows who Chris Bryant is. Everybody knows who Javier Baez is. You could have gotten rid of these guys two years ago when there was like some like, ooh, maybe it's this guy, maybe it's that guy. Now everybody, the secret is is not a secret. Everybody, they are a household name of uh, ineptitude. So you're not going to get shit for them unless one of them can put together a good first half. But I'm telling you right now, do so. I'm telling you right now, you're going to see the change of scenery bump for most of these guys. They're going to go somewhere else. They're going to feel better about it. I think they're going to get a change of scenery bump. And, you know, next year, you know, we'll we'll be marking it just like we are with uh, Kyle Schwarber and John Lester. Uh, We've won those trades so far, but. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's hope we win some games this weekend. We got the Pirates. There's no reason to not, again, to, to not sweep here and just hopefully. That's just what this offense needs to get them jump-started before going back, this time to Milwaukee, to Wheelow's hometown of the Usinger Sausages, and hopefully we kick some ass and we can rub it in Wheelow's face a little bit. Yeah, hell yeah, because he had every right to rub it in our face uh, after this weekend because we frankly didn't hit. And if this team doesn't hit, well, it's going to be a long season of watching big, fat, nothing. But I don't think it's going to go down like that. I do think that this team's got a – Little bit of life in them. They've got to. There's no way that uh, a series like that, this is going to just bring them down completely, I think. No. So, um, yeah, I mean, they, they've they got to. Otherwise, the next five months are going to be real miserable for them. No, th- but this is what we're going to see, uh, I think, for this whole year. It's going to be just like it has been the last few years. It's going to be some good times. It's going to be some bad times. And at the end of this season, they might be a little bit of ahead but they'll just be a little bit ahead. It's going to be a lot of 500 ball. Last year, it was 500 ball all season, except for the first 13 games. They jumped out to the hot start. That's what won them the division. You know, like you can't win the division in April, but you can win it in July, I guess. So, Well, Danny, (laughs) there is one thing I do want to say. There is a lot of partying going on around Wrigley Field, around the Lakeview area. There was a video of like somebody throwing up in the corner and some – some girls fighting on the street, and it's been a little bit uh, – people got a lot of energy to burn. And so, uh, I don't know. I was thinking no fighting in the bleachers. What, what were you thinking here today? Well, I, I was thinking fuck the Brewers, actually. Okay, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I could play both because I have the power. But, uh, uh, yeah, let, let's do fuck the Brewers followed by no fighting in the bleachers, and it'll just turn into <laughs> like a DJ show. And uh, so, as uh, as I would say, or Dave Kaplan would say, uh, Spagog or go Cubs backwards. Spookog. Spagog! Brewers fans in Milwaukee. 
are cheesehead dummies. Yell at cheating ass and Pete Davidson is ugly. Your team sucks at baseball. So does your stadium. Ryan Braun and his fish eye pea samples. Eat a sausage and go dance a polka. Case of schlitzes and then wake up with a hangover. At Marcy's Castle, buy an overpriced cheese with a couple of bratwursts in the Uyghur seats. Out there tailgating in the rain, they complain about the cup fans coming up on I-94. Rolling deep, cause your tickets are cheap. Chicago's coming to Wisconsin and we're hoping for a sweep. You take fourth place or your playoffs are short. American family bullshit, we call it Wrigley North. Go. Cubbies. Braun is a cheater. Fuck the Brewers, baby. And your mask got burning. Some sausages Fuck the brewers, baby And your mask got burning Ron is a cheater Fuck the brewers, baby And your mask got burning No fighting in the bleachers There's no fighting in the bleachers There's no fighting in the bleachers there is no fighting in the bleachers. What did your mama teach you? There is no fighting in the bleachers. So take that shit outside. There is no fighting in the bleachers. What did your mama teach you? There is no fighting in the bleachers. So take that shit outside. And acting like a punk and watch him hit and run and have the lots of fun and show him all your love and celebrate and celebrate. But you cannot fight, don't care who you don't like. Let's all have fun tonight. There is no fighting in the bleachers. What did your mama teach you? There is no fighting in the bleachers. So take that Put your phone away. Hey, I need
Why Ulysses in up there? Oh yeah. Yeah, buddy. Walk away, guys. Guys, walk away. Right you're, not, you're a private property. You don't have permission to videotape anyone. No, no you put no. it away. No, you don't. You put it away right There's now. There's no fighting in the bleachers. There's no fighting in the bleachers. There's no fighting in the bleachers. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash match. Just go to indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry and a broom, a performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? 
In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.